0: Hello and welcome to episode
2: number 501 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell and Amanda is back with me. We are headed towards, well, episode 1000, I guess. We are going to start with some mini interviews with Shayna and Elise and then Amanda and I have more listener email, questions, recommendations, and many, many jokes. I have some housekeeping. First and foremost, Rhonda, in last week's episode, updated me. We were very confused about what her feline assistant was named. Her co-worker is named Malcolm. And I did add the photos to episode 500 for the show notes. I apologize that I forgot to upload them the first time. But if you go to com slash podcast inside episode 500, much quilt, much cat. Thank you again and always to our Patreon community. Every pledge makes a massive difference. Make sure the show is going and going and going and going and that every episode has a transcript. So thank you. I have a compliment in this episode. To Michelle D., if your personality were a recipe, it would be a technical challenge on a baking competition. And every single contestant would nail the recipe and love every minute because you are universally fabulous. If you would like a compliment of your very own, or you'd like to take a look at the Patreon community, have a look at patreon.com. Slash. Smart pitches. This episode is brought to you in part by Osea. Wherever you are in the world, the seasons are probably starting to change. And for me, that means warmer, which means shorts and short sleeves and more moisturizer for my skin. And if you are looking for gentle, soothing self-care, have a look at Osea. You've probably heard me talk about how much I love the Osea body oil. It soaks in easily. It is never greasy. And I can't tell you how smooth and soft my skin feels. I just adore it. Osea also has a hyaluronic sea serum that I tried. And wow, I love how hydrated and soft my skin feels after I use it. It is perfect after I wash my face. All of Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, climate-neutral, and created with sustainably sourced seaweed. And made in California, so you can feel good about what you are putting on your skin. Find your new skincare favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order with promo code Sarah at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code Sarah. This podcast episode is brought to you by Ritual, a vegan-friendly multivitamin delivered to your door that's formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. Many people age 19 through 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and some are not getting the recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 and up. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. Ritual also invested in a Gold Standard University-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. I like knowing all the steps behind my vitamins, and I love the ease. My multivitamins are delivered to my door every month with free shipping, and I can start, snooze, or cancel my subscription at any time. Right now Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first 3 months. Visit ritual.com/sarah and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com/sarah. This podcast episode is brought to you in part by Pretty Litter. Having a cat is wonderful. The purring, the pets, the thing where they flop over and commence relaxation. The cat litter box, not my favorite part. Especially because most cat litters can make a giant dusty mess. My cat and I deserve a litter that works for us, not against us. That's why I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's crystal formula is lightweight, ultra-absorbent, and long-lasting. And it is virtually dust-free and minimizes mess. Here's the smartest part about Pretty Litter, though. The crystal's change color to help detect early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And I learned this week that Elise uses Pretty Litter for her four cats. Pretty Litter works for me, trapping odors, not clumping, and gives me peace of mind. That's why I love it. You and your cat will love it too. Go to prettylitter.com and use code TRASHY to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com, code TRASHY to save 20%. 20% 20% prettylitter.com, code TRASHY. This podcast is brought to you in part by Prose. Now, most of you have heard me talking about learning to take better care of my hair in the quarantines, and you may have heard me talking about Prose, the world's most personalized hair care. First, there's a quiz, an in-depth hair quiz. Prose has given over 1 million consultations, and my results created a custom blend that has made my hair softer, my surprising amount of curls more defined, and... And because I get to choose my own scent, it smells incredible too. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. And if you're not 100% positive that PROS is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation, and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash trashybooks, that's P R O S E dot com slash trashybooks, for your free in depth hair consultation and 15% off. This episode is brought to you in part by my favorite shoes, Rothy's. I am not usually a person who becomes obsessed with things. Information, sure. Researching obscure things, internet rabbit holes, absolutely. Shows and movies, not so much, but Rothy's are definitely a shoe obsession with me. Rothy's give you right out of the box comfort. They come in amazing styles and color combinations, and you can wash them. I know you've heard me talk about that part. I own one of nearly every style they make. The Point, I might actually own four pair of those. The Loafer, the Moccasin, and the Lace-Up Sneaker. I love all of them for travel, and they're stylish and comfortable when walking. Plus, this is key, they stretch because they're woven with a thread made out of recycled water bottles. And when they get dirty, I toss them in the washing machine and they come out looking like new. I love these shoes, a lot step up your shoes and accessories this spring and get ready to be asked are those rothys yes that has totally happened to me plus you get twenty dollars off your first purchase at rothys.com slash sarah that's r-o-t-h-y-s dot com slash sarah are you ready for some fun and mayhem let's get started my first mini interview is with shayna What book do you recommend above all others for the 500th episode?
4: I decided to recommend Jackie Loves Not Another Family Wedding. Ah. Uh, I love that book. And, you know, I was thinking of all the books that I found just because of Smart Bitches Trashy Books, like <laughs> that no one else, you know, in my friend group was reading. I hadn't heard about. And you know, I think she's one of those authors that I had never heard of before I saw the site. And I remember somebody recommending it in the comments as a book that had a child-free heroine. And I was very excited about that. Always trying to avoid the baby tropes. And it just was just perfect for me at that time. And it's, and it's a great reread. Like, I love both of the characters. They're just so smart and competent and caring. And then like just the amazing family dynamics because I love a like wacky, sprawling family. Yes. The Herons family is just really amazing. And then I just like to pretend that I'm Canadian. So I love reading books that are set in Canada.
2: (laughs) One thing I love about Jackie Lau's writing is... One, there's a number of heroines who are very happily child-free and do not want Mm -hmm. children. And I think there needs to be more of that kind of representation in romance that procreation is not the only path to happiness. And I love the sprawling family. And in particular, I love the way in which she deploys food. Because a lot of the time, I think... There's a real hot take. I'm sure you'll be shocked by this. It's almost like a garnish. Like, see, here is some sparkly, delicious ethnicity sprinkled on the top through this food. With Jackie Lau, the food is so integral to everything happening. You can't take it out. It is not a garnish. It is an essential part of the story. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? I totally agree. That's one of
4: my pet peeves too, especially when there's no other cultural references in the book except the food. Yes. I mean, I feel like Jackie Lau, you're right. I mean, the food is amazing. Like I always want to eat and cook, <laughs> but it's never like, it never overshadows the where it's part of like individual Yeah, and like their own, like, you know, love for their food or for yeah. family. Like there's always like a story around the food too. It's like, this is unique to us, not like we're a representation mm-hmm. of a broader culture, and therefore, we cook
2: and eat X. You yeah,
4: know? and it's just like you know, it's integrated in a way that is really beautiful.
2: Yes, every book I've read of hers, food serves a different purpose too. Like for mm-hmm. one book, um, what is it? The professor next door, or my grumpy next door professor? I it I forget it. I can tell I can you which see one the it cover is. of that one. I want to say it's the grumpy professor next door, or something like that. But the char- the character is exploring her own autonomy by eating whatever she wants and trying something new every day. And she's coming out of a family where she was just expected to be around for everyone else's convenience. And now her time is her own and she is the food part is about her own expression of autonomy. You can't take that out. Mm-hmm. It's essential. And I want to do a Jackie Lau reread. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. I think that's a real good plan. And That's a really good recommendation too, because once you start with Jackie Lau, there's lots and lots and lots of there's books so and many. they're all slightly interconnected.
4: And I have a bunch actually. Of, um, like, I have her Christmas, is it like Christmas road trips? I have that one. It's like my emergency
2: in case of novella. In case of emergency, break glass yeah. Read this book book. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and I almost read it this week. I was like, oh, I want to know Shana. And then I was like, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you can save it. Yeah. I just I just gobble hers up. Maybe you should do a
2: reread them. and then cap off the reread with that one. Oh. Like when the new book of a really long running series that you've read all the books of is released, you just start with book one and then work your all the way up to book nine or whatever it is. You could just do a reread and then read that one as like your pinnacle. Is that
4: what you do with the murder bot books?
2: Yep. Pretty
4: much, yeah. Those are great and short, so you can't actually do that without feeling like you're waiting.
2: Yes, yes. And the best thing about them is when I reread them, I always notice something different. Like they still work, and the puzzle Mm -hmm. is still there. But every time I notice something different about the other characters or a particular scene, and and every time it runs differently, I bet I bet Lao's books are similar in that way.
4: They totally are. Because I reread um, not another family wedding. And what I remembered, I think the first time I read it was I was just excited about their like their relationship dynamic and just like, I don't know, like the confidence and vulnerability of the heroine. Yeah. And then just like the family stuff was really funny. And then I think this time, you know, I was really thinking about when you are uncertain about your kind of whether your work, (laughs) it feels aligned with like your own life values. Like there was just all sorts of interesting things in there about like your identity and your work that I hadn't really noticed the first time. Maybe I'm in a different place too, thinking about my work. And that's partly why I noticed it.
2: All right. So what question did you bring for us? I'm looking for silly questions in each, each, each recording.
4: Okay. So, My my question is that this week I've been watching a reality TV show called Finding Magic Mike, which I don't know if you've seen. I have not. Tell me. It's a competition where random men decide they need to regain their confidence and get in touch with their true selves. And they do that by learning to be strippers. And so in each episode, they, like, learn new skills, lap dances, humping the floor. And it is surprisingly, like, sweet
2: and wholesome, even though there's a lot of half-naked and occasionally fully naked humping that happens. A lot lot to unpack in that premise.
4: (laughs) So I love the show. And so my question is, if you were going to nominate someone for the show of any gender, could be a real person or a fictional person, who do you feel like would most benefit from learning how to give a good lap dance?
2: Oh, my. Can I nominate myself? <laughs> yes. I would like to learn how to do that. I'm, I am I, I used to dance, but I'm not that fluid. I would like to learn this skill. Yeah, I feel like you would be really good at it. And,
4: you know, there's all this, like, eye contact that you have to do. It's yeah. about, like, communicating with the person to make sure you're not overstepping. There's a lot of consent involved. Oh, yes. You should totally do it. I would nominate you just <laughs> Oh, thank you. So you could re- report back to the victory about yeah.
2: <laughs> your experience. Well, first, let me tell you how much my back hurts, y'all. Let me just start right there. My lower back is now <laughs> made of silly putty. It is, it is a problem. All right. So my question for you is, if you had to go on the run from the government or anyone else, where would you go?
4: Oh, that's so easy. I would go to St. Croix because even though it's part of the U.S., The U.S. likes to ignore, not give voting representation to, and just generally avoid, unless it's helpful for them, all of the places (laughs) that they have an imperial relationship with, including the Virgin Islands. Yep. So once you go, it's like people just forget that you're there.
2: I just feel like you could slide in. It's like a big island. That is a solid answer. Solid answer. Well, what's yours? Svalbard, which is an island north of Norway okay it's small the downside is there's like you know 2,500 people there's no visa requirement and no one would think for me to go there because it's fucking cold well I first of all I've never heard of it so I feel like that's an excellent hideaway a place that you didn't know no idea no idea (laughs) well thank you Shana thanks
4: yeah those are great I'm glad to have one and now two options for when I go on the run and You should totally watch Finding Magic Mike now. Tell me what
2: you think. I think I I might have to. Hello, Elise. Hello, Sarah. What book do you recommend to people above all others?
3: You know, I was thinking about this a lot last night. Um and you know this past two months have been really shitty. We lost Catherine, which obviously was devastating. And yep. the month prior to that, I had someone very close to me pass away um, from cancer. So I've just been in this space where like I need a lot of gentleness and mm-hmm. like comfort. And for me, that is always Act Like It by Lucy Parker.
2: I cannot agree. More, I love that so much.
3: That book is like crawling under a heavy, warm blanket.
2: It's so true. I've read it a bunch of times too. Each time I reread it, I'm a little like worried. Like, okay, what if what if it doesn't work this time? What if it mm-hmm. what if it's not as effective? And that is not a thing I need to worry about. It works great. Yeah, like I don't want to insult her because I feel like it's
3: kind of a weird thing to say, but that book is like two Xanax.
2: Oh, no, it is so comforting. And it is each time I read it, I, I just, uh, even though I know it's going to happen, it is so mellow and comforting. Very much so. And can Richard. Oh, for sure. Good rec. So what is your silly question?
3: So this is not a silly question. This is very serious because I'm from Wisconsin, But I need to know, Sarah, if you could only eat one type of cheese for the rest of your life, what would it be?
2: I feel like if I answer this incorrectly, I'm going to offend the entire state of Wisconsin. And I'm very tempted to say Velveeta because I like Which torturing. Which is the wrong answer. Right. I know right. that is the wrong answer. But I uh, I love to torture Rich with the idea that there was Velveeta in lasagna. Velveeta is a foodstuff. It is not a cheese. <laughs> it comes out of a tube. Only one cheese for the rest of my life. All right. I like a really, really good super sharp punch you in the face cheddar and barring that straight cheese curds like when there's when it is the time of the cycle where the salty snacks are required cheese curds are the greatest the squeaky ones yes you You want squeaky ones little squeaky nubbins of joy i love them what is one cheese that you will what is your cheese i want a good smoky gouda Ooh, smoky gouda is a good answer so here is my question for you all right, you ready? What is one food that always, always, always gives you gas? Oh my god! Um,
3: <laughs> so I cannot—not that I'm a fan of it anyway—I cannot eat bologna ever. Bologna, like so we have we have this measurement of gas in my family where my mom had Boston Terriers, which they're the little smush-faced dogs, so they swallow a lot of air, and. One of her dogs, Reggie, his farts were so bad it was like a rendering plant. An entire fire had a baby.
2: Oh like, no! Like
3: he, they, he would get up out of the room. He would gross himself out. So my sister and I have this system where if something gives you the Reggie farts, it is bad news bears.
2: Oh no! And the thing about dog farts is that they don't break up. Like they don't like a like a human fart will dissipate. A dog fart just hangs together in a cloud and then slowly travels around the room so you can just watch people encounter it as it makes its way around the room to them. His gas was so bad that I was
3: like, this dog has to be dying. Like, this can't be a normal biological process. Oh, no. It was.
2: I respect this answer very much. And I I will also tell you. That I once had Brussels sprouts and I thought, oh, these are really good. I will eat this nice dish of Brussels sprouts. And later on, I had gas so bad, I thought I was dying. (laughs) Like I could watch my abdomen swell up and I was in a hotel room and I was just like, "Am am I dying? What is this? It wasn't even like... A process like nothing was happening. There was no movement. There was no relief. <laughs> it was just swelling. You were just
3: inflating.
2: I was just inflating. I was watching myself inflate, and then I was like, "All right, maybe I ate something." So I thought about everything. I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute!" And then I googled like a dumbass: "Do Brussels sprouts give you gas?" And there were millions of people on the internet going, "Oh my god, what's happening to me?" Yeah, Brussels sprouts. There, I cannot eat. They're evil.
3: There is a Mennonite bakery kind of out near where my in-laws live. Right. And they have this cheese bread that oh, yeah. is amazingly good. So my, I got some, and like in a day, my sister and I ate a loaf of cheese bread. And then the next day, we were just texting each other about <laughs> how horrific our constipation was. Like, <laughs> at one point, I'm like, I'm negotiating with God now, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no i told my husband i'm like whatever you hear just stay downstairs yeah. right like this is between me and the lord <laughs> <laughs> well well thank you i really appreciate I, this you're welcome i have pudding here should i see anything
2: there to growl at us yes if pudding is present we need to hear pudding's thoughts nope not going to perform pudding i i respect your i respect your call there she's clearly
3: annoyed but she says that she is not She's, she does not perform on command. Well, you did
2: w- make her watch The Bachelor. I did. She's very excited about the courtship. Aw, she's there for the right reasons. She is. Good for her. I wrote down phonetically how to say this. Okay, I saw that and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this email is from Christina. And Christina wrote med defemina ausnit. Christina is now crying because I said that so terribly. That is congratulations with the 500 episodes in Danish. Which, Christina, do... what would you rate that out of 10? Yeah, is that know, like a please. two? <laughs> the first one was the first one was the hardest because it's and and like the l y k k e is all in the back of the throat. And I don't do that very well because English is all up in the front of your mouth.
5: All right, that sounds. Both
2: of those, the way you described it,
5: sound nasty.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So congratulations with the 500 episodes in Danish to a podcast that always makes me laugh, learn something new, and make my TBR longer and longer. This episode in particular is going to be bad for that. I was not a romance reader until about seven years ago when I got a bad depression and I just needed fiction I knew would have a happy ending, and then I discovered Smart Bitches, and I'm so happy to have become part of this community and all of the wonderful books in the genre I read. Aw, thank you. I hope you're can't feeling better. My question is, when will you make the new t-shirt design? <laughs> I love my state Golden Horny Girl t-shirt. It's so soft and fits it perfectly. And would so love cool. to have more from SBTV. Can't, can't wait to listen to the next 500 episodes christina thank you christina. i also love the the sweatshirt too oh the very, bonfire good. hoodies and t-shirts are so comfortable but we should do so another hungry. bonfire what should we do for our next bonfire i don't know
5: i mean like maybe we can ask the community i feel like we've had a lot of zingers yeah. in these podcasts and i don't remember half of what i Say, what comes out of my mouth if we were going um, to do
2: if we were going to do a line of t-shirts what phrase from the community do you nominate oh that's a good yeah, idea Yeah, like
5: what phrases have really like stuck with you um from like podcasts and stuff like that or we house of wheels
2: words. yeah that's one of them yeah. <laughs> adam says that to me all the time now oh this is in your house of wheels and i'm like dude <laughs> we can do
5: house of wheels and a wagon of bands
2: And then there's the really old ones, like in the first year of the site, people used to comment and say things like, "You bitches have gone too far." <laughs> which is like it's it's not like waving a red flag in front of me. It's more like really like your green flag. Oh goody, keep going.
5: <laughs>
2: I can go farther. Yes, watch me. just watch. yeah. I think, I think that's a really good idea. We'll ask the community for ideas and I'll be sure to ask the Patreon community. What, what phrases do you think would go on a a line of smart bitches t-shirts?
5: I'm honestly surprised the site has been around for so long and we've never really done like a
2: continuous like merch. No, it's there's stuff with the logo with the site logo, but it's something that I, I like that takes a lot of time. (laughs) I have some stuff I do. That's fair But you know the thing about Bonfire that I like is that they do all the design work. Oh, that's right! I remember when they
5: came out with the like the design prototypes for Stay Golden, Honeymoon, and they
2: like nailed it. They were so fucking good. They were so gorgeous, and I figured, you know, putting the ladies on stuff is not hard. Because the original ladies, I own the rights of reproduction from the museum that I bought the scan from. I don't know who the original artist is. So I have, I can do stuff with that, but other, like I've never trademarked it. It, Other people can use it and, you know, running merch takes a lot of time, but Bonfire makes it very fast. Very, very fast.
5: (laughs) Anytime I do something like graphic design wise, like stupid I think of the meme graphic design as my passion. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. There, I will post it. But like, please do. It's just this meme. We're like, anytime I do anything like artistic, this is what <laughs> pops into my brain. Is
2: this? <laughs> and I know the name of that font. <laughs> That's awesome. What is it? It is papyrus.
5: I thought it was papyrus, but I didn't want to be wrong. Nope, that's
2: papyrus. <laughs> I can recognize papyrus and scriptina at 500 paces. <laughs> you blocked that papyrus. Papyrus, scriptina. I can spot them, especially uh... so many covers had scriptina back in the early self pub days. Like so much scriptina. Hi, Linus.
5: How's what your whole they? butt? What are you doing? Oh, I just don't understand what goes in through that tiny little brain there's like a tweet about owning a cat and it's like you adopt this cute little ca- cat and next thing you know you just got a little guy screaming in your bathtub at 3 a.m
2: yeah it's true it's like, not yeah. it's not wrong well i'm gonna have to definitely think about um what phrases to what phrases would make good merch we can ask the community what phrases they think would make good merch because i'm all about yeah. buying more soft t-shirts that sounds like great fun
5: more t-shirts and sweatshirts and Hoodies. Oh, I love to be cozy. Yeah. I just want to live my best cozy life. Why that's not? My, right? That's my dream. So I
2: have questions for you.
5: Did you. I saw some of the weird ones for sure.
2: Yeah. Okay. So do you have any questions that you brought to the table or should we jump in with these? Let's just jump in. Okay. So Elise asked me, you can only have one kind of cheese for the rest of your life. Which one is it? Easy. I'm a basic bitch. I'm going cheddar. Basic. Okay. Sharp cheddar, mild cheddar, or any cheddar. Sharp Chetted. cheddar. Uh, I love a sharp cheddar. It go. It
5: pairs well with most things.
3: Yeah, if, that's true.
5: Yeah, I love a goat cheese too. But if I had cheddar, cheddar, cheddar is so varied.
3: I
2: said in the original recording, sharp cheddar and or cheese curds, salty cheese, salty cheese. They got
5: a squeaky cheese.
2: Yeah, it's they squeak when you eat them. You know that they're good if they yeah. squeak which is not something I would ever invite squeaky things on my teeth. No. It's
5: also like a very weird sensation that I have never been able to replicate
2: with literally anything. else. No, it's there's only one experience of eating it's cheese only curds that. and it's just eating cheese curds, right? Yeah. It's weird. It? Okay. This is from Carrie who wanted to know what fanfic do you love that is objectively terrible, but still sparks joy.
5: Um, every fanfic I read is amazing. So it's none of them are terrible. <laughs> what i said all the fanfic i've are really good they're all my precious babies and i love them equally um <laughs> and there's not a bad one among the bunch Aw, many fanfic writers are now very happy
2: <laughs> Look, i wouldn't waste my time right of course otherwise hang on i have to tell my son that i'm not available for input about activities <laughs> i am recording ask dad <laughs> the dreaded ask your dad Well, Adams. Adams currently making English muffins, so the house smells like butter. What the heck? They're so good. Linus, why can't you do that? Well, Linus doesn't want to make you English muffins. That's why. That's fair. Tara asked, "What fruit or vegetable do you embody, and why?" (laughs) This is very Tara uh, question,
5: right? Is is this ASMR?
2: (laughs) Yeah, a potato.
5: You're st- I'm just a little potato. You're just a little potato, you're starchy. I'm a starchy. Full of full of steam. I'm I feel like I'm versatile. I'm a versatile person, but <laughs> um, you know, we all have how we prefer. Yeah. It's true. A potato or it's a true. person. And that's usually fries, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a potato. You're a potato. And it's like if we're going to go specific potato, I'm a seasoned curly fry.
2: Oh, the prepared seasoned curly fry potato. You're yeah, not like a a seasoned specific...
5: curly. Like if we have to be like a specific potato dish. Seasoned curly fry.
2: Best kind of fry.
5: My fa yeah, my favorite. No shame to anyone who loves a waffle fry or a sweet potato fry. All are good. Yeah. But I love I love a curly fry because you get like the soft parts in the middle and then like the crispy ends of the curl. Oh, they're so good. I love a curly fry
2: um my favorite yeah, is when I, you get the I really don't... narrow spiral of curly fry like Ooh, a little yes. tube
5: that's good if i were fruit well, that's a tough one I think maybe like my f- i'm a little biased because my favorite fruit is raspberry i Ooh. feel like i'd be a little raspberry yeah 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 that works that works yeah i don't know like how we make that connection of like what my qualities are compared to a raspberry
2: tart, t- tart tart that doesn't tart, seem. tart tart and tiny yeah tart and tiny tart and tiny yeah my Dirt. answer was uh pomegranate oh you, you might need a youtube video to figure out how to how to actually get through <laughs> but once you get through the very annoying exterior the insides are pretty good uh, tldr worth the effort Oh yeah. Now my questions were, you get all of them, you poor thing. That's fine. I'm ready. What is one food that always, always gives you gas? I don't know if I told you this, but one time I ate Brussels sprouts and I didn't know that those were very gassy vegetable and I thought I was dying. for sure. I thought I was going to expire.
5: I'm trying to think what routinely Brussels sprouts. Yeah, for sure. But Hmm. I mean, like, let's be honest, Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell with every fiber of my being. Right. I love it so much. But what particular food, though?
2: Because there's infinite combinations. Oh, so what do you always get at Taco Bell? I
5: always get a number six, which is the chalupa meal. And I always get seasoned beef. I never get chicken or steak or anything like that. But
2: That gives you the gas,
5: yeah. I mean, Taco Bell wrecks my body, and God bless anyone who has never had that experience with Taco Bell. But I, any time I go to order it, I ha- I weigh, I weigh the pros and cons of like the All right, I get to eat Taco, bell, which I love, right? Throwing the ring into Mount Doom and
2: going for the bell,
5: but yeah, Brussels sprouts is another one. I do love a glazed balsamic glazed Brussels sprout with like
2: bacon. Yeah, that's Ooh. what I had. It had a lot of bacon in it, had a lot of like uh, reduction. I thought, oh, this is good. I could eat Brussels sprouts. No, I will not eat Brussels sprouts. I thought I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> so you are in an eating competition. What food are you hot eating? Dogs. Huh? Uh, nope. Hot, hot dogs. Hot dogs. Why? I would. I love hot dogs. So I you, could. Eat- you would just power through the hot dog eating competition.
5: Oh, yeah. Or, or baby carrots. I will sit at my desk with a two-pound bag of baby carrots in my lap and just mindlessly crunch
2: on baby carrots. That's not a bad thing
5: to mindlessly
2: crunch on.
5: Yeah, plain, no dip, nothing. I will just open up a bag of baby carrots and eat them like potato chips. But a hot dog eating contest, I'd be interested. But like the thing is, people are just unhinging their jaws at that point, right? Like they're barely even chewing. Like I would never challenge Joey Chestnut. No, do hot dog eating contest. No. Sure.
2: you just you can't touch that level of consumption of food. Do you have
5: to pay to be in the contest?
2: I think you might have an entrance fee. OK, but I could be wrong.
5: Because like I would just love to sit there and have my fill of as many hot dogs as I want. <laughs> but if I have to pay, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think baby carrots. If we're going to we're going to stray from hot dogs, baby carrots. I can put those puppies away
2: like no one's business. I can't top that. I mean, I had no idea about you and baby carrots.
5: (laughs) I love baby carrots, for sure. So, like, when I'm playing WoW, everybody knows I have tiny wet hands. I either have a thing of, like, ice cold, like, seltzer, so the condensation is making my hands wet, or I'm just eating a bag of baby carrots, and the baby carrots are wet. Which must sound amazing in the microphone when you're all talking. (laughs) Well, well, no one can hear. I have like noise suppression on in Discord, but like, you know, they were like Judy, where are your wet hands at? We need someone to like heal
2: this dungeon. We're like, I'll be there, let me get my carrot. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I gotta go. how how is Dame Judy Dench?
5: Judy's fine. I mean, like game wise we're in like a bit of a content lull. Um, but new content's coming out Ooh. on Tuesday. The That's exciting.
2: Cast. Did you everyone's get- pretty pumped. Did you get the new Horizon?
5: I haven't. So I had a friend ask if I was going to get it, but like it just came out and then I'm going to be gone for Uh, like two-ish weeks. Yeah. So I wouldn't even be able to play it. So I'm just, I didn't get it like on release day or anything. But you're going to get it? Horizon Forbidden West. Probably.
2: The people who I have seen talking about it online are having the best friggin' time, which makes me really happy. The
5: first one, Horizon Zero Dawn, was so much fun. I had a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, I I fully intend to play it, but probably when, like, you know, I don't have, like, a ton of stuff yeah.
2: lined up. Question. Yeah. This is the one I asked Shayna. If you had to go on the run and hide from the government, where would you go? Florida. <laughs> and you can't tell us where because you'd have to kill us? No one. Look.
5: Florida is a no man's land. It's a lawless place. (laughs) And I feel like once you reach Florida, they're like, she's a lost cause. Okay. Don't even just leave her there.
2: But being there is punishment enough. But that's where you're from. So you have like secret knowledge, right?
5: Yeah. And like my parents have property. I could probably go like, you know, would I want to stay with them? Probably not. But like they would hide me for sure. For sure, for sure. My dad would probably build me a bunker if I asked him to. Um, (laughs) Can't can't dig too deep, but he'd probably build me like a little hidey hole if I wanted. Um, And I come from like rural, backwoodsy North Florida. So,
2: you know. Or I
5: can just blend into the crowds of people at Disney World.
2: This is also true. Put on a hat and some ears and no one will look twice at you.
5: Yeah, hat, ears, wear a mask. Oh. yeah for sure that's where I would go.
2: Would I enjoy it? Probably not, no, but <laughs> no, that's probably not the case. No, my last one was describe the perfect pizza, but I feel like you've already told me this my my go to pizza order is
5: a uh, a crispy, thin crust, I like a thin crust, pepperoni,
2: onions, and green green peppers. Tara told me about her preferred. Pizza order when she worked at an Italian restaurant. Yeah, it was sausage and pineapple because the sausage. I love a pineapple, spicy and greasy enough and salty enough to counter the sweetness of the pineapple. Much better than ham.
5: I will have to try that. I am a pineapple and pizza person. So thank you, Tara. Yeah. Oh, so this year, so every year for my birthday, I get a birthday pizza. Yes, at From the same hole in the wall place, pepperoni, awesome. right? Pepperoni and Onion. Yep. From Santarpios. It's like they take cash only. They don't deliver. I don't know how I'm going to fucking get it this year.
2: Maybe just Uber out there or something. Yeah, why not? Or, yeah. It's your birthday. Yeah. Take an Uber. And besides, it'll be warmer then.
5: Not necessarily. It snowed
2: on my birthday like last year or the year before. Not cool. (laughs) It depends. All right. So, last question for you What book do you recommend above all others?
5: Well, I've talked about this book so many times and it's my favorite, one of my favorite comfort reads. It's Garden Spells by Sarah Addison Allen. Have I you love it, so it? Much.
2: Have you reread it recently?
5: Not recently. I, funny thing, I sent a copy to Emma and it's, I think it's like out of print now. I had to buy it like used online. Ooh. So I sent a copy to Emma. I was like, this is one of my favorite books. It's a comfort read. If you don't like it, don't tell me. Like, I don't want to <laughs> hear it. <I> don't wanna... <laughs> but in the book i didn't even check it before i sent it someone had gone out and like changed the curse words what so it like instead of the word fucking someone had crossed out the word fucking and wrote kissing <laughs> 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 i let me send i think emma has sent me a photo of it and i'll put it in the chat but i'm like wait what she's like yeah oh, that's outstanding someone had crossed it out. That is outstanding. Yeah, and I didn't even like look
2: because I didn't think like who would do that? Instead of fucking so because that's totally going to work linguistically, right? Why would you yeah. why would you scribble out the curse words and then put kissing for God's sake, people. Yeah, so apparently
5: it seems like most of the book like had been censored. Oh my gosh.
2: Well, have a good time in Germany. I will.
5: I, I looked up a bad joke for the
2: episode. <gasps> I'm so excited. <laughs> Tell me the bad joke.
5: What's the best place to buy soup in bulk? What's
2: the best place to buy soup in bulk? What? The stock market. But- <laughs> I should have seen that coming. <laughs> thank you for bringing a joke and thank you, for, uh, thank you for joining me for the 500th episode. No problem. I bet you thought this was the outro, but it's not. I had an email come in after I recorded and I wanted to include it because, well, Maggie is fabulous. This email is from Maggie, who says, First off, congratulations on your 500th episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your absolute awesomeness with us. Spending time with Smart Podcast is always fun, and it even makes boring things like housework and exercise bearable. I've been re-listening to some past podcasts, and on one of them, Sarah mentioned that she loves dragons. I do indeed love dragons. And Maggie says, I do too. And I've recently discovered an app called Merge Dragons. It's low-key, charming, and filled with adorable dragons that you help defeat the evil Zomblins and heal their world. You may have already heard about this, but I had to share just in case I had not heard about this. I am going to have to download this because I have never merged a dragon before. Finally, I share your love of terrible jokes and hearing them in the outro makes me deeply happy. A couple of years ago, my office did a door decorating contest for the winter holidays, and my door was a walk-in in a winter punderland. I've included several of the jokes that I found in my extensive research, and I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. You are all fantastic, and I look forward to spending another 500 episodes with you. All the best, Maggie. Walking in a winter punderland. Okay, so Maggie included an entire list of jokes, and I am going to use one of them and use many of the other ones. And this will become more and more fun as it gets warmer and warmer where I am because they are all winter themed. I love it. But I have some questions. What should we do for our next merch opportunity? What smart bitches phrases have really stuck with you? What is the best kind of french fry? We have burning questions here. We would love to hear from you. You can email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com or sarah at smartbitchestrashybooks.com, or you can call and leave a voicemail at 201-371-3272. I love hearing from you. It is so much fun to include your messages and your email messages. So please, 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 please get in touch. And if you have bad jokes, you know I want to hear them, right? Of course I do. I will do my very, very, very best. Do not forget to upload the pictures. I have a picture of graphic design is my passion, and I've got links and all of the books that we talked about will be in the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast episode 501 like the jeans oh I just realized that as always it's time to end with a bad joke this bad joke is from Maggie because Maggie is a generous and wonderful person and we are very excited to have a whole ponderland of jokes you ready what do you call a snowman with a (laughs) six-pack what do you call a snowman with a six-pack an abdominal snowman. (laughs) Somebody somewhere just got an idea for a series and it's going to be all these white cover models, like really, really white. (laughs) Carrot noses. Okay. (laughs) Oh boy. That'll be something. (laughs) Thank you, Maggie. On behalf of everyone, we wish you a very wonderful weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us. It is always a pleasure to keep you company. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. Abdominal snowman. <laughs>